Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the latest and the greatest of the Outspoken Podcast, coming at you as I love to do, through the airways of OBN Radio, and as always, the second floor of the Memorial Student Center, better known as the MSC. I'm your host, Andre Davis. Got a lot of things to get into, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of things to get into. That's why I love doing the show on Mondays, because a lot of things transpire over the weekend in the world of sports, and for some reason, every Monday, we always have quite a bit to talk about dealing in the world of sports. So, as I said before, quite a things to get into. I'm going to try to make it sweet and simple. Why am I lying? No, I'm not. I'm not. I can't make it sweet and simple. There's too many things to get into in today's show to make it sweet and simple. I have to really dig deep into these discussions, and I'm going to try to do that for you. So, if you'd like to be a part of the show, the call-in number, as always, 469 474 Nine three seven zero again. That's four six nine four seven four nine three seven zero. I normally start off with college football. A few teams to get into that played over the weekend. Games that really stood out to me. Teams like Auburn, Alabama, Oklahoma, Miami. We'll get into all that. The new polls for the FBS. We'll get into all that. Plus the NFL coming up on the horizon. I have a lot of venting to get off my mind, and you're going to understand why. And we'll get into that a little bit later. And we're going to finish off with the NBA, as we always do here on Outspoken. As I said before, the call-in number is 469-474-9370. Again, that's 469-474-9370. So, let's start off with college football. There's a, couple, there's a few games that happened this weekend that really stood out to me that I really wanted to pay close, close attention to. Therefore, I did just that. But there was also some shockers. There were some big shockers this weekend. I'm going to start off with this one. Auburn running through Georgia like eggs, like fresh eggs running through somebody that's lactose intolerant. That's what Auburn did to Georgia this Saturday, destroying them by the score of 40 to 17. 40 to 17. Kevion Johnson finished with 233 all-purpose yards. 233. This is very frustrating to me. Me and everybody else that I know watching this game did not expect this. Not from the Georgia Bulldogs. Absolutely not. I mean, just smothered. Auburn just smothered the running game of Georgia. That's unusual, ladies and gentlemen. That's very unusual. The running attack of Georgia that's been averaging over 250 yards per game. The running attack that came into that game with over 2,500 yards on the season because they got multiple guys that have over 500 yards rushing. This is very disappointing. I know Auburn is good. I know that. Please, 
before I continue, for those of you that are listening, I sincerely do not want to take anything away from Auburn, from that football program. I don't. I really don't. I'm not taking it away. I'm not taking anything away from them. They're a great football team. But I refuse to believe that they're 23 points better than the Georgia Bulldogs. Not from the Georgia Bulldogs that I've been seeing all season long. Not the undefeated Georgia Bulldogs that I've been seeing. The team that, unlike any other team, the one team leading up to this point, leading up to week 11, the only team that I felt could honestly match up to Alabama, at least give them a run for their money. I'm not saying they're probably going to win. Who knows? Maybe they could have. I trust the running attack of this of this offense coming to the game with over 250 yards per game. I trusted that. That disappointed me. But in terms of a team who actually could match up with them on the field, that's what I was looking at, and that's what I did not see this past Saturday against Auburn. That's what frustrated me. As I said before, I'm not trying to take anything away from Auburn. They're a great football team, but as I said before, and I'll say it again, I refuse to believe that they're 23 points better than the Georgia Bulldogs. Before this game, Georgia were holding their opponents under 15 points a game, and they were averaging over 35 points a game. I just got to ask this one question. When will the Georgia Bulldogs stop being that team that's almost good enough? Think about that. We already know about Alabama. We already know about Clemson in terms of the past two years, although they were led by Deshaun Watson. I'm not so sure about the Clemson team this year, even though they're in the top five, which I refuse to believe that they that they should be in front of Oklahoma right now. It frustrates me to say that, being a Texas Longhorn fan. But I'll get into my reasoning for that here in just a little bit later in the show. But when will Georgia, the Georgia Bulldogs, when will they stop being that football program that's almost good enough? We never had to really talk about the talent when it comes to the Georgia Bulldogs. We never really have to talk about the system in which they're playing in. We never really have to talk. You know, that we, there's, there's always those things, things that other football clubs really have problems with in terms of getting, uh, getting some good recruits, uh, you know, getting some nice talent, you know, playing under the right system, playing for the right head coach. We never have to worry about that. But when it comes to the Georgia Bulldogs, it's like it's always they're just they're good, but they're not good enough. Like last year, they were 8-5 and five on the season. That's a winning season. One would look at that and say, okay, not bad. Not a bad season, but they were 4-4 four and four in the conference. Now, the season before that, they were 5-3 and three in conference. I'm not sure if they got a problem with ranked teams. I don't know. I mean, everybody look at the Georgia Bulldogs schedule, and they go, okay, well, look at the teams that they're beating up on. When they come across a real team, they forward under pressure. I'm not, I'm not sure. That's what people have been talking about. I'm just quoting other people. That's not what I'm saying. But as a viewer of the game, it's safe to say that one may consider that possibility. Because early on in the season, you lost to Notre Dame. By the, or you barely got past Notre Dame by the score of 20 to 19. And Notre Dame was ranked number nine at the time. All the teams that you have been playing before that and all the teams that you played after that wasn't really an issue. I mean, do we really take out the time to really stop and consider that? Just a question. Just a question. 469-474-9370. Again, that's 469-474-9370. Again, we're talking Georgia football. And as I said before, is that really something that we should stop and consider? Is it ranked football teams that are giving the Georgia Bulldogs a problem? Seriously. Could you beat up on Tennessee? 
41-0, a team that's unranked. You beat up on Vanderbilt, 45-14, again, unranked. You destroyed Missouri, who I have no I have no idea what they're dealing with this year. You destroyed them, fifty three to twenty eight. Again, unranked. You destroyed Florida, forty two seven. A horrible, horrible football program this year. South South Carolina, twenty four ten. Then you come across Auburn, and you lose forty to seventeen. Again, it's just a question. Just a question. Four six nine four seven four nine three seven zero. Again, that's four six nine four seven four nine three seven zero. And we have this guy here is joined in for us today on the show. He is no stranger to outspoken. I believe he joined us on the show last week. You know, he came in at the last time. He had some chicken wings, and he had some some uh, some cookies, some chocolate chip cookies. I thought he had a glass of milk with him, too. I mean, he just had all the snacks, ladies and gentlemen. But he came in on the show. He was on CP time, and I really didn't know he was coming, so I can't really blame it on him. But then the day he showed up late nonetheless. But this time he is a bit early. He is a bit early. And for that, I appreciate him for coming on the show. So, Mr. David, my man. How you doing, man? You doing all right? He's getting he's getting his head. There he is. He's getting his headsets on, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. David, tell me your last name again. Smith. 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 Yeah. I don't know why I keep forgetting that because our professor is Mr. Smith. Mr. Smith. That's how I tried to. That's how I tried to keep that's that together. To remember. I'm gonna try to keep it up, man. All right, I'm gonna try to keep it up. I'm always to it. I mean, yeah, do hold me to that, man. But listen, I got you here on the show, man. On outspoken, you uh, you joined us last week. There was a, a kind of little heated discussion uh, last week uh, talking about uh, Roger Goodell and, 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 and everything like that. And we'll get into Roger Goodell a little bit later on in the show as well when we get into the NFL. But right now, man, we're talking uh, college football. Now, I was letting the audience know, just this past Saturday, Auburn, just I'm not sure if you watched this game. Well, I'm not sure if you looked at the highlights. But Auburn destroyed Georgia by the score of 40 to 17. Now, I, I want to get your perspective because, as I told them, nowhere in shape, form, or fashion am I trying to take anything away from the Auburn football program. They're great. They're a great football team. But in my opinion, I refuse to believe that they're 23 points better than the Georgia Bulldogs. Now, I want to get your perspective on that. No. Um, I, I feel like it was a huge upset. I wasn't expecting it. I thought it was going to be a close game. You weren't expecting it either? No. Okay, I just, it, it, what, what really frustrated me was the fact that they were able to shut down the running game of Georgia. Now, this is a football program that came into that game with averaging 250 yards right. per game. They shut that down to 48 yards. Right. You know how big of a gap that is? I mean, but when you're playing in the SEC, anything is possible. It is. Yeah. It, it is, but you know what, David? You make a you make an excellent point, man, and I hear that all the time. You know, that, and there's that old saying that you know, even though you may be this ranked team and this right. team may be ranked under you, uh, both teams put their lace their shoes on the same way, they put the same helmet on, same shoulder pads, and you still have to go out there and play the game. But at the same time, we make predictions. Right. So th- th- that's that's really what I'm trying to get into, David. Here for this particular segment before we segue into uh, Clemson and Alabama and Oklahoma uh, to be uh, beating TCU. But my thing is, if we're going to say that, you know, in terms of what you said, that okay, 
anything happens in the SEC. Um, and as far as what I mentioned in terms of, okay, you still have to lace your shoes up and you still have to go out there and play, blah, 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 blah. Why make predictions then? Because when you make predictions, you're going to feel a certain way when the team that you predicted ultimately doesn't come out on top the way that you expected them to, or if they lose, in this particular case, the way that Georgia lost to Auburn. So my question is for you is, what's the point of even making predictions then? I mean, when you look at both teams on paper, Georgia looks like the better team. Right. Like, their team has more superstars, right. more NFL prospects right. compared to Auburn. But at the end of the day, that's on paper, and you guys remember that. So, I mean, you can't really hold yourself to a prediction that's on paper. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I understand wholeheartedly, David. Uh, Mr. David Smith himself is joining us here on Outspoken. I'm your host, Andre Davis. We're talking college football, and we just discussed Auburn and Georgia. Auburn just running right through Georgia, as I told them. I mean, they ran through them like like eggs run through a person that's lactose intolerant. I mean, just, just running through them like water. I don't understand it. But we're going to segue into this team right here, who I personally feel like shouldn't still be in the top five. But Clemson beating Florida State by the score of 31-14. to And the reason why I'm bringing this score up is because, honestly, it meant nothing to me. It really didn't. Knowing the Florida State that we're seeing this year, right. the three and six Florida State, it's not the same, not the same team. Right. But for some reason, they have this Clemson team still in front of. Now, when I say this, David, it's 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 a. I get a bad taste in my mouth. But the Oklahoma Sooners, I can't stand the Oklahoma Sooners. You may understand why I'm a Texas Longhorn fan. Therefore, I can't stand Oklahoma soon as I never have and I never will. But at the same time, I give credit where credit is due. And as of right now, they have – both teams have only lost one game this year. But they have Clemson ahead of Oklahoma. And as, as of right now, it's only about one. It's only about one. But it still frustrates me, though. Because right. I personally feel like Clemson should not be ahead of Oklahoma. And why is that? Well, because of the two teams that they lost to. Clemson lost to Syracuse. Right. Syracuse. A team that's known for basketball. It's on paper. A team that's known for basketball. Let's get, let's, get, let's get that one thing straight. Oklahoma lost to a top 10 school. I believe it was Georgia. But they, lost to more of a, they, talk, they lost to a top 10 school, mm-hmm. and they barely lost at that. But, again, I still don't feel like they, I, I still feel like they deserve to be in the top. They don't, they, they don't deserve to be in front of Oklahoma, in my opinion. Now, yes, the defending champions. They won last year. They was in the championship the year before that, even though they lost. But you know, they got they came back the next year, led by Deshaun Watson and everything like that. So maybe it's just me, but does it not seem like that that plays a factor in terms of the AP poll? Sometimes, sometimes the AP poll frustrates me. You're right. Honestly, I don't really like the whole playoff system how it is right now. Me, I never have. Yeah, it don't really. It's not really giving everybody a fair chance. I think it's, no, it's not like the NFL type of playoff system. I agree. We've been saying that for years. And honestly, it took them a minute to even kind of get to where they are yeah. now. I mean, you get the top four teams and one playing the, uh, the Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl, and then those two come together and play in the national championship. But it took them a minute to even get to this point, unfortunately. Because at first they were just picking, okay, it's like they're picking teams. Okay, we're going to pick yeah. that team. We're going to pick that team. Some Somehow, some way, Alabama's always that team. I mean, they are that team. Uh, you know what? I'm making a bold prediction here. I'm looking for somebody. Maybe it's Miami. 
Maybe it's Oklahoma. I'm looking for somebody to take the crown from Alabama. I don't think so. I mean, they took it last year. Clemson took it last year. They took that to Washington. Hey, okay, well, well, maybe. But honestly, even though Alabama is undefeated this year, again, still, there's still some games that's kind of a yellow flag to me. One in particular is this past Saturday. Right, the run defense. The run defense on top of that. You know, they barely got past Mississippi State. Yeah. I mean, it's always hard to play against Stark in Starkville. No, I've seen other teams uh, destroy Mississippi State this year. I've seen them destroy Mississippi State this year. Come on, David, don't do that now. I mean, so, Alabama, they, they barely got they past them. That last year, <laughs> they got that schedule. You, 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 you know what? For that. They, they barely got past Mississippi State, thirty-one to twenty-four. When I say got past, barely got past them, I don't mean that lightly. As in Mississippi State was winning at. Majority of the game, I mind if I could really wasn't until like the fourth quarter when Alabama just started making a run and, yeah. and ultimately winning. I mean, damn it, it frustrated me because I, I really wanted Mississippi State to win that game because I'm tired of everybody. Okay, yes, Alabama's that team, but it's really Nick Saban. It's Nick Saban is that guy. So you don't believe their quarterback carries the team? I like well, I like Jalen Hurts. Yeah. I do. I he like him. Composure. You he? can't compare that to nobody else. Oh well, well, you can. You can. I can. I can compare that to Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. I can compare it to Baker Mayfield. I'll say Jalen Hansel, Baker Mayfield. Who's in the Who's in the run for the Heisman Trophy? Both. No, 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 no. But no, no, no. Baker, okay, Baker Mayfield. It's Baker Mayfield. Exactly. Now my thing is, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. I like right. the kid. The kid is cool. But there were a lot of question marks coming into this season in terms of his poise, as you just mentioned, right. in terms of his ability to throw through the air. Now, we all know that the guy can take off and run at any given moment. You know, we that's it's like that it's like that underlining for for, for black quarterbacks, you know, leading up to this point. The reason why I want them to kind of defer from that is because they're going to receive a lot of criticism. You know the criticism I'm talking yeah. about. Oh, black quarterbacks don't know how to read defenses. Oh, black quarterbacks don't know how to change balls. You know the, the, the type of uh, the scrutiny and, and the hatred that they get when they come into the league. So they will want them guys like Jalen Hurts and, and, uh, and JT Barrett at Ohio State to kind of develop those, those skills in the pocket because you're really going to need those skills when you get into the NFL. I mean, yeah, you can take off running. I mean, we get that. But in terms of leading to the NFL, you're going to need more than that, in my opinion. Now, is it just me, or is it the fact that Nick Saban or Alabama always just gets these big, beefy running backs just, you know, like they grew up in the country. Yes, like these big, just like stocky running backs. Like, where do they find these guys at? Country. Bread, born and bred in the country. Like like in the field house. Where where do you find these guys at? You know what? They don't even look for each other. They live. Tree. <laughs> Man, I, I have no idea where they find these guys at. These guys eat a bowl of nails for breakfast. I don't understand where they get these guys at. But nonetheless, getting back to this right here. Now, in terms of Alabama and Mississippi State, honestly, honestly, I was really rooting for Mississippi State, man. And I tell you this, I'm looking for somebody. Maybe I may be the only one making a bold prediction. Maybe. But you know what? I'm seeing enough from Oklahoma this year. I'm seeing enough from Miami this year. Shoot, it was Georgia until they just got blown out by Auburn. You know, we make predictions every single week, but then next thing you know, everything just kind of get flipped upside down, and you got to start kind of going back on your word. Because I had Georgia out of any other team up to this point, just from what I've observed through week 11, 
I had Georgia, the only team in my book that could possibly give Alabama a run for their money. I didn't say they were going to win, but at least compete against them. Exactly. Then you go out there and get blown out by 23 points against Auburn. Like I said, it's the SEC. It is. It is the SEC. But it's still frustrating, though. They're still frustrating. So now moving on to a team that I've always said before that it frustrates me to talk about them in a positive way. It really does. Because I'm a Texas Longhorn fan. They always have been and always will be. Anybody that's a Texas Longhorn fan can't stand the Oklahoma Sooners. Right. But as I said before, I have to give credit what credit is due. I have to. And unfortunately, they're producing. <laughs> producing. Producing is an understatement. These guys are on fire this year. You know, in their win against TCU 38-20, to this is a game that I really circled on the schedule. I mean, I circled Auburn and Georgia. Uh, circled, I circled Miami, who destroyed Notre Dame this past weekend. But I circled this game right here because these two teams, both teams coming in 8-1, and one, both teams really have something to prove in terms of really, you know, getting into that top five and possibly getting a playoff run into the national championship, that being Oklahoma and TCU. And as I said before, Baker Mayfield did his normal thing, 333 yards through the air. But this guy, this sophomore, the running back, Rodney Anderson, but this dude went off, man. 290 all-purpose yards. That's a lot of yards, David. That's a lot. That's a whole lot of yards. They used to play football. 290, not it's not easy to come by. No. No. It's not easy to come by. And he got 290 all-purpose yards and four touchdowns. Two on the ground, two through the air against the TCU defense. Now, as I said before, pure and simple, I give credit what creators do. Oklahoma is on fire this year. Now, they have finally have made their way into the top five. It's been taking a minute. Not only in the top five, number three, as of what I've seen. They got Alabama number one, Miami number two, Oklahoma number three, Clemson number four, Wisconsin number five. The other five don't even matter at this point. It don't even matter. But honestly, David, honestly, who do you see as of right now really giving Alabama a run for their money? Out of the top five? Who is it? Miami, Clemson, Oklahoma. Um, You can kick Georgia out. They ain't in the top five no more. You can kick Notre Dame out. I was rooting for Notre Dame, too. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say Clemson. Why? Because they, they've they played against them, so they're used to how their their defensive scheme and all that. Well, you were the same person that just said a few minutes ago that that was because of Deshaun Watson, who is no longer at that program anymore. Right. So how does this Clemson team – because Kelly Bryant is not – is not Deshaun Watson. Let's right. get that one thing straight. He has a long way to go. I'm sorry. He ain't Deshaun Watson. So, I want to know, how does Clemson, this Clemson program, 
not in comparison to the Clemson from last year or even the year before that that met Alabama two years in a row. But this Clemson program, how do they match up against Alabama? And I see we have been joined by a guy who keeps blurting out the regular himself, and he keeps saying Clemson too, Mr. Clifton Monroe. So I'm going to get him mic'd up, and I'm going to give him an opportunity to say what he has to say, even though both of you are wrong, and I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. And just, and just a heartbeat, and just a heartbeat. I'm going to let you know why you're wrong. But I'm going to let David go ahead and explain why Clemson. And then I'm going to let Clifton explain why. I mean, you was right. He's nowhere near Deshaun Watson's level. But at the same time, he's still a good quarterback. They got speed on their side. That gave him Alabama trouble last year. Why not? Why wouldn't they give Alabama trouble this year? They got speed on their side, but the speed has been lacking. It's not the same speed. Because they lost other guys, not just Deshaun Watson, but they lost other guys that went into the league as well. Speed is not the same this year. It's really not. It's really declined, and people are noticing it. But I'm going to let this man right here, because for some reason, I need to get him. You need a Clemson onesie because you're such an advocate for Clemson this year, and I'm still not understanding why. But I'm going to let you really explain why this Clemson team this year. This Clemson team this year is because Clemson produces great quarterbacks. Okay. That's nice. And the team I, overall is – I never said I never said Kelly Bryant wasn't a good quarterback. I just said I don't think he's ready to match up against against Alabama. I, I, I do, I do. How? Because Clemson's defense is just un, unbeatable. Yes, it is. It is beatable. You know who beat them this year? A team that's unranked, a team that's known for basketball. That is the Syracuse. That's who they lost to this year. Explain that. Well, we have our rough games, and that was one of the uh, rough games that, <laughs> that happened. Uh, so, oh, Lord. Oh, so. oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, now it's rough games. Oh, yeah, okay. we, were, we weren't together that game, but we were the top five, and that's why we are the top five, is our defense and our offense. <laughs> An all-around great team. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, all right. So he's going he's gonna, to he's gonna say it's because it's of the fact that they produce uh, a good quarterback. Oh, okay, okay. Name me, name me a quarterback other than Deshaun Watson mm. that's in the league right now. That's re- that's really just that's really just doing something. Name me a quarterback other than Deshaun Watson, please. Off of Clemson. Off of Clemson. That they produce really great quarterbacks. And we talked about matchup against Alabama, not just as a team, just off the top. I'm going to let you take a minute to look that up. What are both of you? I'm going to let the both of you take a, minute to, uh, take a minute to look that up. Okay. Now, let me explain to you why Clemson is not the team to match up against Alabama. Let me explain to you why a team like Oklahoma, that even frustrates me to say this, is more worthy of Clemson. Because, first of all, you lose to a team like Syracuse. That's a red flag in itself. And I didn't let them get away with that. And I don't plan on it. You know who a team you know who Oklahoma lost to this year? Boy. Iowa State. They lost to Iowa State this year. Who? Oklahoma. It's the only loss. Iowa State's not bad. They're not bad at all. You know what teams they've beat? They've beaten teams like TCU. 
They've beaten teams like Texas Tech. They've beaten teams like Texas. You know, really good teams. They've messed up a lot of people's weeks this season. So the Iowa State Cyclones is more worthy of a loss because they're actually a football program They've always been a team like Syracuse. And somehow yeah, – yeah, Syracuse is what's a surprise to me, too. I, I think they just said, oh, well, let's get a win because the Giants got a win, so we just want to be that New York team to – <laughs> what 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 does that what does that mean? New York had to get the dogs. That's that's all I have to say. So so he so you're gonna so you're gonna blame so you're gonna so you're gonna talk about because okay New York finally got to get New York finally won some way somehow uh, I guess that same weekend and that's what sparked Syracuse to get a win. It don't matter because they still played Clemson and Clemson shouldn't have let that happen and they let it happen anyway. We had a rough game. Clemson had the rough game, and that was, that was a rough patch right there with Syracuse. Unfortunately, I don't know how it was, but that was a... No, 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 no. Yeah, that's yes, not, it was. That's yes, not a rough patch. Who's a team like Clemson? Team wait, like what was Syracuse. the score? What was the score, Cam? Can I ask what, what was the score at the game? Close. Yeah. 27-24, I believe. Huh. They're the final score. Lost by field goal. It shouldn't have been close, period. You shouldn't have lost, period. You, sh- you shouldn't have lost at all. Now, I saw you was looking up the the the, 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 the quarterbacks or whatever. Who who are they? Steve Fuller. Boy, he did good at Clemson. Yeah, and 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 who and who's that? And Charlie Whitehurst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. They came from Clemson. I just as, want to know. As I said, as I said, don't really matter. Ain't really just produce uh, produce anybody that's just spectacular. So, in terms of Oklahoma, produce Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Who's injured right now? Okay. Anyway, wow, anyway. that was a low blow. That was a really low, that was a low blow. Who cares? Wow. Because again, you're bringing up Deshaun Watson. I'm not talking about the Clemson from last year or the or year before that. I said this year's Clemson. You said who? Uh, name players that have been, came out of Clemson though. And, and I already mentioned Deshaun Watson. I said besides Deshaun Watson, we already know that. So I'm talking and he's about black too. What they got to do with anything? <laughs> the two, the two ones I mentioned were were uh, white, and Deshaun Watson was the only one that came out of there for from last year. Okay, anyways, <laughs> anyways, we are gonna move on. At the end of the day, a guy like Baker Mayfield, whose Kelly Bryant's number don't even compare to Baker uh, to Baker Mayfield's numbers. Baker Mayfield on threw for over thirty five hundred yards this season, thirty one touchdowns, only four interceptions. Do you know the ratio? Do you know the rate? You know what that ratio is? Thirty-one touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, y'all got calculators on your phones. I'm, I'm gonna let you do the math on that. <laughs> I'm gonna do the math on that. Thirty-one touchdowns, four interceptions, three hundred thirty-five yards passing, over sixty-five com- completing over sixty-five percent of his passes. That guy alone deserves to be in the postseason. Period. Bottom line, there's even no question about that. So. At the end of the day, Clemson will not be playing Alabama in the national championship. It just ain't going to happen. I, I didn't say that. I just said they will be a contender. They ain't going to be a contender. I didn't say they're going to make it. I said they were going to be a contender. If you ain't a contender, you're not going to If you don't make it, you ain't a contender. Wow. That's, that's how you feel about that? That's how it is. Okay. If you don't make it, you ain't a contender, period. Contenders make it to the big leagues. Right. And I don't see them doing that this year. 
like I said, they shouldn't even still oh, be. I don't, see the, I don't see them doing it this year either. I'm just saying that. <laughs> oh, no. Don't do that, Clifton. What? what, 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 what don't what, do that, man. What, what are you, you are a Clifton Don't do that. Come on. Come on. Hey, man, stick to your guns, man. Stick to your guns. Hey, because, hey, if they do, I'll be the first to come outspoken and say, you know what? My bad. I was wrong. You gotta wear a Clemson T-shirt too. I ain't doing that. <laughs> I ain't doing that. I ain't doing that. I'm not going that far. But you know what I will do? I will come on and say, you know what, guys? David Clifton, I apologize. They made it. Don't know how the hell that happened. But here we are. And hope. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how you know your team ain't good when you need hope. <laughs> you need hope to make it. Okay. All right. So I want y'all to say, you know what? This next time we about to move into, I don't want to hear from neither one of you. I don't want to hear it because that's just what I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear another word you got to say because I saw how the Texas played yesterday. I don't want to hear the words you got to say. And David, you little sneaky one over here in the corner. You know they get your little two cents in there. You know throwing shade and slugs and whatnot. Yes, damn it! I'm about to talk about the Cowboys. Yes, I'm about to talk about that twenty-seven to seven loss. Doesn't that want to hear that? I just said that, Clifton. Oh, man. I just said that. I mean, so did the Texans. So you can't even talk about law. We don't have Deshaun Watson, so, yeah. We ain't got Ezekiel Elliott next. It don't matter. Because he got suspended for a reason. It don't matter. He had an injury. That's it don't matter. Ours is different. You're not on the field. You're not on the field. Does it matter how you're not how you're not there? It don't matter. At the end of the day, Ezekiel Elliott's not there. Neither Deshaun Watson. Point blank period. Done. But y'all actually don't have to go down the, way, the route that y'all are going. Because there's this quarterback that's just lingering in the air. I really want to the sun. Just mind. floating over the stuff. Hey, David, he's just floating over the stars. Well, he's on GQ. GQ magazine. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, he's just floating over the clouds. And y'all purposely just letting them float by. Y'all are purposely dragging y'all season through the mud. And y'all don't have to. So, Texans is that. We're through with that. Now, on to the real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and talk about him. I, 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 don't do that. I'm going to talk about him. Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about go ahead. Him. Go ahead. I'm not going to be like Skip Bayless, okay? I, I'm, I'm oh, not yeah, going to yeah. sit up here he, and defend the Cowboys. Yeah, Skip Bayless yeah, he, will defend he praises the Cowboys. The, he praises the Cowboys. He's, Rain, sleet, yes. or snow, yes. win, lose, or draw. He's going to defend the Cowboys to a T. Yep. I can't do that. Yep. Because what I saw last night was just frustrating. This is frustrating. And honestly, it had, in my opinion, the first thing to do with it, it wasn't about Ezekiel Elliott. It wasn't. You can make that argument in the first and second quarter. Mm-hmm. You could have tried to get a ball to Alpha Morris, and he couldn't get anything done. Through that first quarter, Alpha Morris had eight carries for nine yards. Through that, no, no, I'm sorry. Through that first half. I'm sorry. Not the first quarter. That first half. Eight carries for nine yards. Through that first half. That means he was getting stopped at the line of scrimmage. That means he was getting stopped in the backfield. That means... The defense of the Falcons were anticipating the I, run. I didn't realize they went against the Falcons. Yeah. Wow. That, that, did you, you you don't watch football? I, I did, but I, I didn't realize that they went against the Falcons, and the Falcons haven't been doing good either. So was, Falcons came in the game 4-4. Four four. They were 4-4. Four four. They lost the teams this year they shouldn't have lost to in late second-half comebacks. Yeah. But at the end of the day, there's this one big circle in this game. And that's Chad Green. Chad Green? Okay, so just a little background. We didn't have Tyron Smith, our all-pro left tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. 
He's out due to injury right now. Mm. So, well, number one, you don't have Ezekiel Elliott, so therefore the running game is not going to be what it's like. I know you got Alpha Morris and you got Rod Smith, who actually didn't do a bad job yesterday, uh, the, border, the brother of Jalen Smith that plays on defense. He was great, but you didn't have your left tackle, Tyron Smith. Do you also have Taco? Taco Charlton? Yes, we, do, we still have him. But my, pro- my point is people don't understand the value of the left tackle. The left tackle, most quarterbacks in the NFL are right-handed, right? Right. Which means every time they drop back, they're blind spot is they're the looking left. to the right. Yeah, the blind spot the is left the tackle left. Is, the blind, is the blind side of the quarterback. That means that is the most valuable position on the front line. And our all-pro left tackle, Tyron Smith, was out. Therefore, we had to put in Chad Green. <laughs> eight sacks. Wow. That's... Honestly, there was eight sacks. They gave up eight sacks yesterday. I don't think that should be an excuse. What do you mean? When you, when you have a, one of the best O-lines last year. Okay, okay. Oh, Let yeah. me tell you something. Yeah, one, number one, the they O-line. all didn't come back, number one. There's only really two all-pro all pro linemen on that line right now. Zach Martin, I believe there's one more. Everything else, that O-line is an O-lie. That's what that is. There's not a – hey, Listen. You can even look at the production of Ezekiel Elliott as a running back this year in comparison to last year. Look at look at his number per yards from last year to this year. It's taking him over twenty five plus carries to get eighty yards a game. The last couple of games in a row, twenty three, twenty four, twenty five carries, eighty plus yards. That means he's only averaging like three yards per carry. That's 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 the that's the decline in production from last year. The O line is not the same in this game. They got exposed of that. They got exposed of that. Think about it. Alpha Morris had consecutive thousand plus yards when he was with, when he was for the, uh, playing for the Washington Redskins. So he's still a good running back. You mean to tell me a running back like Alpha Morris finishes the first half nine carries for eight yards? <laughs> what? You gonna blame that on him? Oh no 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 no. The whole line is not what it's like this year. It's not. But the sacks. The sacks, David. The sacks, <laughs> eight sacks. No fumbles. Yes, a fumble. Oh, yes, he fumbled. Dak fumbled. Eight sacks. Six of them came from that left tackle position. Six. How do you explain that? Seriously, how do you explain I, I, that? I, I, I couldn't explain. This it is either. coaching. This is coaching. Why would you leave a guy? An unexperienced guy like Chad Green out there on the clouds by himself. <laughs> you don't want to leave in an extra an extra uh, tight end to block on that side. You don't want to leave in an extra running back uh, to pick up the uh, to pick up the blitz or to pick up the block. And you don't want to do none of that. You want to leave him out in the open by himself. I don't, I don't understand that. I don't. <laughs> Eight sacks. Eight sacks. <laughs> I don't know what to say. This is Bedlam. This is I, 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 I'm through. I'm gonna throw in the towel. I'm frustrated. Maybe we should just start to see. Maybe we just forget about it. Maybe we just start the season all over again. Just forget about it. I don't understand it. You give up eight sacks. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna let you two take it away. I, I need I need a minute. Take it away, Clifton. Yeah. Explain this. The coaching. I mean, if you if you see Chad Green need help, put in someone that you have on the bench to help him on 
left tackle because left tackle is such a crucial position for people who are right-handed. And I think uh, Jerry Jones sort of put something, put someone better on the left side to make it stronger so it wouldn't be so many stacks against Dak. I th- honestly, I think Dak was really – Dak was running for his life. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was he was he was trying to make something out of nothing basically because the way the Falcons took that weak link and attacked it is why they were they essentially won that game twenty seven to seven. What you got, David? I mean, I think it comes down to coaching too. Like, if you see there's a problem, why don't you make an adjustment? You know, you can hit them with some quick passes, a little screenplay. How were the receivers doing that game? Well, yeah, how were they? yeah Beasley and uh, Brian and them? How, how, did he? Yeah, they played. They played. Brian was his was his uh, usual self. I mean, the thing is, when it comes to the receiving, the way that the offense is set up, the offense is set up to establish the run. So, whenever Dak Prescott is forced to throw, which he was in this game. That's what the problem was because he has not developed that accuracy down the field. He has not really developed that arm as far as the quarterback. Well, hell, when you got a guy like Ezekiel Elliott that's going to get the ball at least 30 times a game, you don't really have to. Yeah. But unfortunately, in this case, by him being gone, and they what happened was they got afraid. They got afraid. When the, when the running game wasn't working, they got afraid. They should have kept at it. When they got into the second half, Alpha Moore started to pick up more yards. They brought in Rod Smith. He started to gain some positive yards, three plus four yards, and everything started to flow. The problem is with Dallas is the difference from last year. Running the ball on first and second down was more effective last year than it was this year. Because when you run the ball on first and second down last year, you ultimately ended up in like in like third and two, third and three. You know, manageable third down. Right. Now this year was another reason why I feel like the off, the offensive line is not what it is from last year. First down, first and second down is like first and nine, second and eight. Now instead of ending up in third and two, third and one, third and long, third and eight, third and nine, third and ten, it's much easier to get the first down on third and two than it is third and nine and third and ten. So honestly, in my opinion, that right there was enough for me to say, okay. It is a problem. And I'm going to be honest with you. Who who the hell, who is Adrian Claiborne? That's the guy that was doing the work with this. Who is that? Yes, he came from Iowa, and that's what they, But who is that? He had his coming out party tonight, and for some reason it's always against my Dallas Cowboys. Everybody just want to play their Super Bowl game against us and then turn around the next week and just get blown out by just a who-no team. I don't understand it. So who is Adrian Claiborne? We knew who he was last night, but he wasn't even. You saw his jersey a lot. <laughs> he wasn't even starting at one point in time, and he wasn't even starting in the season. He was number two on the depth chart. But he come in and play the Dallas Cowboys and get six sacks, two forced fumbles. <laughs> Dallas gave him the defensive player of the week in one game. He earned a starting job that day. Poor Chad Green. Like, you know what? No, 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 no. I can't, I can't say that. I can't say that. I can't be like everybody else. You know, I'm listening to other people today uh, on TV, on radio, and everybody just, oh, poor Chad Green and, and XYZ and everything like that because the way that the coaching staff just kind of left him out there in the cold, they knew 
that he was un- that he was underdeveloped, and they still left him out there. They didn't bring in any extra blocking, any extra protection. They just left him out there by himself. But minus all of that, you're a professional. Right. You're in the big leagues, and the technique. He just didn't even he didn't even have the technique down. It's one thing if you're getting overpowered. You know, maybe you're just getting drugged backwards. Every time they hike the ball, stood straight up. I ain't never played offensive line in my life, but I know that that ain't the proper technique. <laughs> every time, stood straight up. Adrian Claiborne just ran right past him every time. This is a guy that don't even start for the Atlanta Falcons. I don't, I don't get it. So I don't give him a pass. I'm sorry. I can't. I apologize, guys. This is, this is just frustrating to me. This, this is what I saw last night. I wasn't expecting to see that. I really did. And you got a guy like Dak Prescott who is the elite quarterback. He's great. He's outstanding. He can't take hits like that. Not from his blind side, especially when he's forced to throw because the running game isn't going the way it's supposed to because you don't have Ezekiel Elliott, and the offensive line is not what it used to be last year. Therefore, he has he has to throw. Imagine he got hurt. Yeah, yeah imagine if he got hurt like Watson. I am. I don't want to imagine that. <laughs> we don't want to be like, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't want a Tom Savage at a, or, or, or a TJ Yates or a Matt McGloin at quarterback. We're good. We're good on that. We don't want that. I'm sorry. I, feel, I don't feel bad for y'all. Well, that was a fir- y'all don't have to I be think, that way. I think that was, for fans, that was the first quarterback jersey they bought that they actually felt were proud of wearing. Watson. Yes, Watson jersey. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, we don't, ever, we don't want to be like y'all. I'm sorry. We, we, that's, he's never had a great quarterback, and he just gets injured. He just got, he just got injured. <laughs> oh, man. You know what? It was at practice. Yeah, it was. It was at practice, and it was doing a non-contact play. Yeah. I ain't trying to laugh at it, but, I mean, at the end of the day, y'all couldn't, have, y'all couldn't enjoy a championship by the Houston Astros within 24 hours before receiving some bad news. We still got the Dynamo. They're in the playoffs. That's nice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's nice. <laughs> You know, we'll 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 be sure to be on the lookout for that. We'll be sure. Oh yeah, Dynamo signed my soccer ball too. I have an autograph from signing it. But at the end of the day, I don't know what to say. I'm really lost for words. I did not come out to play. Who did come out to play? The Cowboys. No, 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 no. It ain't got nothing to do with the Cowboys. There's only one particular area. There's only one particular area that was the problem. Just one. And we already know what that is. I already just explained that. Now, a lot of people brought up the defense. And I'm going to say this, and I know you guys are probably going to disagree with me, but it is what it is. This will be what I'm observing. A lot of people are like, yeah, but what about the defense? Defense didn't do nothing. Defense went downhill. That's true. Defense was also without Sean Lee. Yeah. Oh yeah, y'all did. Y'all did not have Sean Lee. Hamstring. Man, he he is a crucial part to your defense. I'm very crucial. He's very. Yeah. Do you not realize that when when we lost Sean Lee, we went zero and two in the season. Lost to the Rams. Lost to the Packers. Yeah, the Rams are coming up too. Seriously. We're 0-2. With Sean Lee, hadn't lost a game. 
I, I don't know if he had, if he has just that much, you know, if he's just that important to the team. I'm pretty sure he no, is. No, I but, believe he is for your defense. He, I believe he is that that so, important to the so team. So at the end of the day, that's how important he is. He is. Who else? Is, who else plays that leadership role? Well, uh, on defense for the Cowboys, that's pretty much him. Yeah, it's only him, honestly. There's yeah. nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Ray Lewis to the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, you have a rookie. You have a rookie, rookie uh, DB. And you have a, and I think you have another. Don't they have another another rookie on defense? Well, Taco Charles. Taco, yeah, Taco Charles. As far as the secondary, but I'm not really worried about that because the run game, the Dallas's run game is, is great. It's magnificent. It's magnificent. Yeah. The secondary, that's a problem. You got two rookie cornerbacks. You got Anthony Brown. You got Jordan Lewis. Jeff Heath is just so inconsistent, and Orlando Scandry keeps getting hurt every other play. He does. And then also, and then at the end of the day, and then you got. All of these tools, but they're young. Yeah, they're they babies. Are. Yeah, I know it's gonna be a problem. You let go majority of your se- your secondary core from last year. I knew that was gonna be a problem. These guys are little, so I don't. So at the end of the day, that I, I, you know what teams they got coming up forward. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I want to bring up something. Remember last week on the show. We talked about Roger Goodell, and we talked about, you know, Jerry Jones and everything like that. You know what I'm talking about. Roger Goodell's contract? Yes, sir. Get rid of him. No! (laughs) No! But I tell you what, the contract was actually interesting to me. $50 million in a private jet? I'm sorry. I, I I thought you already had a private jet. I know this. You be telling me the NFL, the commissioner of the NFL, they got a private jet? That's what's shocking to me. I know people that make less than Roger Goodell, and they got a private jet. Yeah. He's asking for stuff that can cover his family, but shouldn't he have enough money? He's asking for stuff, David, that players that are playing the game don't even get. Right. In terms of, you know, guaranteed contract, health benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Players don't even get that. They're the ones that's going out there and they're taking a pounding yeah. every Sunday, every Monday, every Thursday. They don't even get those kind of benefits. But this is the guy that gets it, though. This is the guy that gets yeah, it. That sits up in the booth. So, in terms of Jerry Jones, this is really frustrating me. Yeah. Because it frustrates me, too. He's pretty much... <laughs> He's living he on the cloud. He's just living on the cloud. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, with Jerry Jones, they pretty much have threatened him. Now I want to read this. Now, there's a bylaw the owners could use in this case. According to Florio's report, multiple owners have already been discussing the possibility of using Article Eight in the NFL's Constitution and bylaws. Specifically, Section Eight Point Three authorizes the commissioner, that is Roger Goodell, to determine that an owner, and hint, Jerry Jones has been or is guilty of conduct detrimental to the welfare of the league or professional football. If the commissioner believes the available sanction, that is a $500,000 fine, is not adequate or sufficient enough, the commissioner may refer the issue to the NFL's executive committee. Uh Uh-oh. That ain't good. Which has the power to compel, hashtag translation, cancellation, or forfeiture, of the franchise in the league of any member club involved or implicated with a directive to sell the team. Do y'all realize what I just said? 
He could be out of here. In other words, if Jerry Jones doesn't stop popping off at the mouth, he's either going to be forced to sell the team or forfeit the franchise. Wow. That's not good. Yeah, he needs to shut up. That's not good. I would not want to sell. Well, it's it's mainly it's really going back and forth between the whole thing with Jerry Jones wanting to sue Roger Goodell, um, in terms of how Jerry Jones feels that Ezekiel Elliott is not getting a fair a fair trial in terms of this whole domestic violence situation. But they said that that really had nothing to do with it. But it's really in terms of you know Jerry Jones pretty much doing everything in his power to get Roger Goodell to to make sure Roger Goodell does not have a contract you know, for the next season and everything like that and trying to get other owners involved. And now we're getting the reports that other owners are not willing to back up Jerry Jones. And a lot of people are saying that in terms of, remember we talked about a couple of weeks ago with uh, with Papa Jones Pizza oh, yeah. and everything yeah. like how that. They, how they were losing money exactly. and stuff. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying that Jerry Jones are kind of in, in cahoots with the CEO of Papa Jones and everything like that to make that statement and kind of put that information out. So this is pretty much a threat to Jerry Jones. They either back off or we're going to take legal action. Yeah. I want to get your thoughts and your opinions on that because that's some serious stuff. Yeah, Talking about cancellation, uh, forfeited of the franchise or, have, or having to sell the franchise because of your behavior. Now, what it doesn't say in the section, in the bylaw, is what falls under the category of behavior that's detrimental to the league and everything like that. Now, a guessing man, myself, would say that this particular behavior falls under the category. I don't know. I'm not sure. That's a question for me. Okay, what behavior falls under the category? But nonetheless, it has to be a red flag for them for, for them to even throw this out there. So I want to get y'all opinion and y'all perspective on this in terms of Jerry Jones and just what the, the type of noise that he has caused up to this point. I'm going to start with you, Cook. Uh, he's caused a stir up in the uh, NFL uh, in general with uh, with the fact that he was trying to defend one of his players and say that he didn't get a fair trial and stuff. I feel like he needs to keep that to himself, and at the end of the day, he'll still have a team and he'll still have money in his pocket and won't be unemployed. So I, I believe he should just keep stay where he is and understand that the NFL sometimes is not on your side and just. Leave it at that. I agree. What you got, David? That he should just keep to himself and some of his comments to himself. Otherwise, he may not have the Cowboys. The uh, well, which I think is America's team. I don't know why they think the Patriots is, but I it's think not. It's, I think it's Dallas. I think Cowboys. Yeah, he's going to be losing one of America's greatest teams. So. You know what, guys? I mean, honestly, for me, you know, I, I get. I get both of you guys' points. I really do. And I pretty much agree with them to a certain degree. But in terms of Jerry Jones keeping his mouth shut, on one hand, I get it. But at the same time, you also got to remember who Jerry Jones is. And at the end of the day, Jerry Jones, not in comparison to other owners, but in terms of wanting to defend your player to the very skin of the bone, that's something that we've been witnessing for Jerry Jones for a while now. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Now, it's not the first time. It's not the first time. But 
it's just unfortunate that at this point, one would make the argument that maybe you have now taken it too far. Yeah, yeah. With uh, you know, yeah. And to say that now, more than likely, more than likely, it's probably not going to happen. You know, this is this is more so just a threat. Yeah. It's just a warning. You know, nine times, ten times out of ten, I'd be real shocked. I'd be real shocked to actually find out that something like this is going to happen. But we're talking about it because it was a warning to Jerry Jones. And it raises a yellow flag, and to some even a red flag. It turns out, okay, you've gotten yourself in so much hot water that the NFL is actually without is actually willing to make this threat to you moving forward. But in terms of Jerry Jones is being concerned. I mean, again, at the end of the day, this is a, this is an owner who felt like he wasn't going to be out there by himself. Let's just throw this out there. Yeah. Because you need a certain amount of owners in terms of voting-wise to really get the commissioner out of there. Jerry Jones can't do it by himself. Jerry Jones knew he couldn't do it by himself. You know, it's that situation where you feel like a lot of people, you feel like you got friends. Yeah. You know, you try to go do something, then once y'all get to the scene, and get to, uh, get they're to not there. you're not there. <laughs> you're nowhere to be found. Yeah. You look to your left, you look to your right, ain't nobody there. It's just you. That's what this has really have turned, what this have turned into. None of the owners really want to actually come out there and admit it, but I know for a fact that when it comes to Roger Goodell and actually trying to get him out of there and bring in somebody else, Jerry Jones wasn't the only one. Yeah, yeah. No. But in terms of just like the NFL protests, just like uh, uh, stand up, uh, just like Ezekiel Elliott, just like Rod Goodell, unlike other owners, Jerry Jones has been willing to actually stand up and voice his opinion. He did it with the NFL protests. He did it with uh, with Ezekiel Elliott in terms of the fair trial, and he did it with in terms of mentioning Rod Goodell and just how badly he has been in terms of a commissioner, even mentioning uh, the whole Ray Rice situation. Unlike other owners. Jerry Jones has actually been the one to actually stand up and talk about it. You you could kind of compare that to the Colin Kaepernick situation. Man, you can compare it to the Colin Kaepernick situation. We can go back in time. Yeah, back How back in the. How many people yeah. have died for standing? Now I'm not talking about Jerry Jones die, but just in terms of how many people do we know just in history have been trying have been silenced for standing up for something? Right. A lot. A lot of people. Lot of people. From Martin Luther King to a, to, uh, Rosa Parks. Rosa Parks, Malcolm X. A lot of people in history have been silenced because they stood up for something. They had people that agreed with them. Yeah. But not everybody's really going to stand up and actually talk about it. Not everybody's actually going to stand up and admit to it. That's what that's all Jerry Jones is doing. Just taking action. That's it. And you know what happens when you take action? We've seen it in history. Sometimes you get burned. Yeah. Sometimes it always doesn't work out. It may work out, but not the way... You plan for it to work out, and that's all. That's all this is right here. That's really it. So, unfortunately, at the end of the day, it's very frustrating. But I know that it's, that this is not going to hold because it's just a warning. And I'm gonna leave you two as we pretty much wrap up the show. I'm gonna leave you two with the final words in terms of the NFL, just anything. Uh, at the end of the day. <laughs> what was that, David? Kyrie. You want to talk about it? We really, we pretty much ran out of time on the show, but you want to talk about Kyrie in his in his, uh, in his injury? When I tell you that the man's gonna come back better 
Oh. Seen him play with that mask on? I have. This will be his second time with the mask on. MVP numbers. Oh, no. They, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, when I had it on the paper, and I know we ran out of time, but when I had it on the paper, when I was going to talk, if I, we were going to talk about it, it was just, I was really going to talk in terms of how well the team has played without him. They played two games without him because that game that happened uh, against the Hornets, that happened in the first quarter, what I believe like 10 minutes to go in the first quarter, and they still won that game. Yeah. So, honestly, that that would just really and – and then they won against uh, the Toronto Raptors uh, two days after that, a team that I probably thought they were probably going to lose to without Kyrie Irving. You could, I, I'll give that credit to Kyrie still. When have you ever seen the Celtics do well without IC on the court? Really haven't. Exactly. So, I mean, well, we I, – there's no question that uh, Kyrie Irving is a better quarterback – is a better uh, point guard. <laughs> a better, actually, the point guard is a quarterback in terms of football. Was a better quarterback, a better point guard than Isaiah Thomas. Right. So honestly, I was just going to talk. I was just going to speak in terms of how well the team that that shows you leadership. When a team like that and a young team, they're a young team like that. Exactly. Exactly. And they were still able to win. But I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave it to y'all. I pretty much have did all the ranting for the night. I'm still, I'm still frustrated. I'm boiling inside right now. I'm gonna leave y'all too with the last words. Whether it be, uh, I'm gonna call it the last take. Whether it be NFL, whether it be NBA, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna leave y'all with the floor. I'm gonna start with you first, Clifton. Whether it be, it could be NFL, NBA. At the end of the day, mind. the NFL with Jerry Jones, I, I believe that he did his part to an extent and that's all you can say about it so that's he can't do anything else about it unless he wants to take take it to legal stance so what you got david the giannis versus christoph porzingis it's giannis <laughs> i feel like christoph should be taking over giannis because of what he brings to the court he has better handles he has a better developed shot and he's he has that experience behind him. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry Jones did his part. Kristoff should be taking over. Uh, should be taking over Giannis. And unfortunately, we have ran out of time here on the show. I want to thank you all so much for listening. For my partners in crime, Clifton Monroe, David Smith. I am your host, Andre Davis, from the second floor of the Memorial Student Center, better known as the MSC. You have been listening to Outspoken Through the Airways of OBN Radio. Thank you all so much for joining us, and we will see you next time.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.